What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of The Box Factor, where we focus more on perspective instead of opinion. Today, I'm joined by two very special guests, Miss Dana Kramer and her son, Levi. How are y'all doing? Hey, Drake. I'm doing good. Thank you for having us. I appreciate the fact that y'all were able to sit down and take time out of your day. So today, we're going to learn a little bit about all of us sitting here. Um, I want to talk about something that affects me and Levi and also Miss Dana on a very personal level. I want to discuss the topic of conquering cerebral palsy. I know it's a, you know, a very in-depth topic and, and we'll just get into the basics of it and kind of go in depth along there. Sounds good. All right. So the first question, Miss Dana, what's the first thought that comes to mind when you hear the words cerebral palsy? Oh, first thing that comes to mind challenging, definitely not an easy walk in the park. I mean, obviously we think it's a muscle disorder, neurological muscle disorder, but for me as a parent, I don't have it. So the first thing I think is it's hard. It's challenging. It's tough watching my child go through it. What about you, Leva? What do you think when you first hear those words? That's a pretty complicated and stretch question, but the first word that comes to mind for me, where there's really two words, different and challenging. Right. So why do you say that? Because CP is different than your typical human being. That's true. And it's a completely different lifetime if you have CP compared to not. Right. And CP is definitely a challenge. Obstacles stand in your way, but um, you can climb through them and you can be successful. And Levi, just for the people, how old are you? I am nine years old. And you're nine years old and you already have that mindset on your life, man. That is, that's crazy. That speaks to your character. And um, I think a lot of people can learn a lot from you, regardless of how old you are. Um, I think for me, when I first heard, you know, those words CP and I could actually register, you know, what they meant. I was just, it was just kind of the fear of the unknown type deal. And I was just like, you know, like, what is it? You know, how do I deal with it? You know, what does it affect exactly? And you know, as you get older, Levi, you'll, you'll see this, but as you get older, you start to learn different ways to cope with it. And um, you start to see how you can go throughout uh, your life on a daily basis and, um, you know, just kind of manage because obviously CP is not curable, but, you know, that doesn't mean you have to live your life like it's just, you know, consuming yourself because I think with CP and with other disabilities that aren't curable, the people that do have them and the, and the support group around those people, you know, you have a, like you said, you have a different lifestyle and you, you got to learn from that. And it's a day by day challenge. Um, you know, the character of people with disabilities is, is beyond measure because, you know, it's, it's easy for us to give up, man. You just got to keep pushing forward and you got to strive to be a better you, no matter what we go through on a daily basis. But speaking of daily basis, what is your daily routine like? And Levi, you can answer this one first. I don't like to do things different. I like to be a Groundhog Day person <laughs> on the same day 35 times and then try to do something different. Right. So I have a routine of waking up at 7 in the morning, um, logging on to my school or going to school, currently logging on to school, hanging out, talking to my class, going doing my assignments, and then around 12, we get our break time, which I go and eat lunch. Then we log back on, and then at uh, 1.40, we go to specials. Then at uh, 2.20, the day's over. What happens on your day, like, after school? After school, it really depends on the day. Some days I have therapy, some days I don't. And on the days I have therapy, I'll get up, get dressed, and go. And then on days where I'm not, I'll just stay at the house and hang out. You make your day sound so easy. Like I have such a different perspective. <laughs> so what is, um, what is your favorite part about your days with therapy? My favorite part is um, being able to you know that I'm being, that getting stronger and to know that it improves every, every day. So you like progress. Yeah, progress is cool. For you to appreciate progress at such a young age and, and where you're at in life right now, man, you just got to keep being you. To be honest, man, and we've only talked a few times, but for the times that we have talked, you've inspired me, man, because I've, I've never met somebody, you know, that has gone through the things that you've gone through and that, you know, I can attest to a little bit. 
and see that you have such a positive perspective on life. And, you know, to you, you're a regular person because we are regular people, no matter, you know, that we do go through therapy sometimes or we have hospital visits and surgeries and all that. But regardless of all that, we're just, you know, regular guys. We like to, you know, play video games, watch sports, all that good stuff, man. So, you know, just keep doing what you're doing on a daily basis. What about you, Miss Dana? What's your daily basis like? It's way more intense than Levi made it sound. <laughs> so as a parent, let's see, I'll just talk about like a normal day when we're not in digital learning, like not this COVID stuff. Yeah. So normal school day, I get up at 5.30 a.m. And I kind of get myself up, get ready, get Levi up at 6 and my brain is on go from that moment. I have to basically get out his clothes for the day. Um, I mean, I try and ask him like, hey, do you like this shirt? Do you like these pants? But it's easier just for me to get him out of the closet. Typically, I get him dressed while he's like laying in the bed as lazy as can be. <laughs> but I go ahead and put on the braces you know, the socks, the AFOs, the shoes. Once we get moving out of the bed, it's to the restroom, like brushing teeth. You're pretty good at all that now. You don't really need any yeah. help. And about the laziness, I mean, we all have. So now that Levi's getting a little bit more independent, it makes it easier. Like while he's getting ready with his bathroom routine, I normally go ahead and get his breakfast made. He'll come out, we'll do breakfast. He likes to watch YouTube or Netflix, <laughs> so I eat. And then in that moment, I'm getting everything prepped for his day. So his lunch that, you know, is all specifically laid out on, you know, Ziploc bags or tops that he can open, drinks that he can access by himself. So all that is you know, for any parent going through it, it's, it's all planned. I never can just wake up and say like, huh, what should I pack for Levi today? Like, it's always very, very articulate. Done. Yeah. Yes. I got you. You go through all that and he sees probably half of it because right. the other he half is like when he's asleep. <laughs> right. Yeah. And see that, that attests to you as a parent though, because you know, you being that prepared and, and that, that ready for the day each and every day, you know, that's just crazy to me because I know me, myself, I like my sleep. I don't want to get up at five 30 in the morning. And I'm sure there's some days you're just like, man, like I like my bed. It's comfortable. <laughs> so dude, I work the night shift. Oh man. So I get home at like 1230 and go to bed by like one. And then five 30 is so early. I don't know. Being the parent of a child with special needs, I mean, obviously, I wouldn't change anything about Levi, but it's challenging. It's hard. Whenever I hear other parents of typical children, they describe their day and they're tired and they're exhausted and their child gets on their nerves. Like, mm. it's almost humorous to me. Like, it's right. funny. Like, you have like, no dude, idea. You can never <laughs> walk a day in the life of me and Levi. Like, if you're so stressed out with your typical kid, I mean, you, you couldn't do it. It's, yeah. it's tough. See, that's why God puts those the certain people in, in, in your life. And, and obviously, Levi was specifically meant for you, and, he, and you were specifically meant for him. So, you know, y'all are just a, a great example of what a, a good family could be, no matter if we did have or didn't have special needs, man. So y'all are just a special group of people, for sure. Here's a little uh, story that also, like, goes along with mom thing of, like, one time one of my uh, friends asked me, gee, your life seems hard. I'm like... You ever had to get into leg surgeries? Like, uh, uh-uh. I'm like, okay, that's perspective. <laughs> <All> right, look, <laughs> sometimes you just got to put it out there, man. You got to let them know. A lot of people don't understand what goes on behind the scenes and all that. Speaking of going through those surgeries, what is your mindset when you go through something like that? What's your mindset on a daily basis or, you know, through a, a major thing like a surgery? What do you process in your mind? What do you think about now, on specifically the surgery basis, um, now I'm only nine years old, so it's normal for this to happen, but I'm pretty, like, stressed out. I'm like... That's understandable. Think, like, I'm like, because no one enjoys surgery, so if, you're, if you enjoy surgery, you're a psychopath, but... 
it's I mean it's it's a painful process. Yeah, it's kind of like that unknown. You don't know how the next surgery is gonna be. What about you, Miss Dana? Were there any surgeries that you were just like, man, well, you know, what's gonna happen or or how? Yeah, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> every single one. You know, you have to realize, like, before I had Levi, ignorantly enough, I didn't even realize handicaps. I didn't even realize disabilities. You know, I rarely noticed a person in a wheelchair. And so having Levi, it's it's all new to me. I'm learning along right with him. So surgeries for me are very stressful. Um, I just want to do everything the right way to help him and... You know, there's no written guide. There's no, you know, steps to any of it. So we kind of just go through it together. Any of his major surgeries at the end of the day, for me, it's a, it's a breather. Once he's asleep, in the bed, it's like, whew, process. All Everything right. we just did, the, you know, the pain management, the transitions, the hospital stays. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. You know something that that's kind of crazy, and you can only really know this if you're having the surgery. You are really asleep for like five hours, but it feels like you were you went to sleep two minutes ago. Right? Yeah, I I got you. I remember when I had my surgery, man. They put me under, and I was like six, about about six or seven. I think I was yeah, I was six when I had my my one and only operation, thankfully. But um, I remember when I was put under. I know I didn't cry or anything before that, but I got up and I was like, I was like, that's a good 30 minute nap. <laughs> but in all reality, we were asleep for what, five, six hours, something like that. And then us parents are in a waiting room, freaking out, waiting on the doctors to call to tell us it's going good, pacing up and down. Just, oh, I can only imagine. I wish I could go to sleep too while you were having a surgery. <laughs> Before that, like right after they gave me the medicine or why they were giving me the medicine, to distract my mind off of the disgusting taste, I was playing one of my favorite Super Mario games, Super Mario Odyssey, and I'm like, I am the video game champion. I will never go to sleep. I fall asleep in the next 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so after you go through those surgeries, man, and, and you go through the recovery process, you're bound and determined to have a tough day every once in a while. How do you attack those tough days, man? I just try to tell myself that I can get through the days and you have to think in my mind this sucks and I don't want to do it but I mean hey we all if you have CP you go through those days and it just it happens and how important um, do you think a good support group like your mom and your stepdad are it's important it's really important are you a mama's boy yes I love oh yeah mom. me too man uh, hey, look, me and you both <laughs> so Miss Dana how about you? How do you attack those tough days? Whenever Levi's telling you he's hurting and you can't do anything about it, what do you do to fix that problem? I know that I never, ever cry in front of Levi. I don't know how, but I can always manage to like keep it together in front of him. And I just try to, you know, explain why we're having the surgery, why you're in pain, why we have to push through the therapies but don't get it twisted when i get away from him i mean it is blood works it is overwhelming sense of emotion i don't know i can't explain it but in front of him it's like god gives me the strength just to not really ever fully let him know that a lot of times i'm just as scared as he is i'm just as worried as he is about you know how we're gonna get through it but right. i don't think that's any different than any other parent you just you try to be as encouraging and help the best you can but i would say 90 percent of moms have moments where they you know break down alone regardless the scenario you just try to be strong for your child but we're all human so i definitely have my moments as well but I think what's important, like what Levi kind of touched on is um, CP or no CP, you know, any type of disability, we're human. So we don't have the luxury of just stopping. You know, every day continues, every moment keeps going. I, I have to say this. I would not feel content if I didn't say this. My favorite hobby is definitely video games. 
ask my mom. I am a Super Mario God. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that, man. I was just about to ask you, do you have any hobbies? So expand on that. <laughs> One of my favorite Mario games has to be Mario U. We play this all the time, don't we? <laughs> mm-hmm. So like your favorite hobbies are playing video games? Yeah. Have you ever played Super Mario Smash Bros on like the Wii or anything? I have played it on the Switch, and I've played the GameCube one. And he's unstoppable. I've never beat him not you know, one hey, time. Hey, I bet you I could beat you, Levi. Oh, challenge accepted, I bro. bet you. I bet you I could beat you, Levi. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Play some Smash Bros. Ultimate. I'll beat we'll, your We'll butt. have to do that. <laughs> Who's your favorite character? With the Super Smash Bros. Uh, Ultimate franchise, there are at least new characters left and right, so I can't really, like, You don't have a favorite classic one? Game or character? I'm confused. Character. Here. Like, like, do you like Mario or, or Zelda or Link or somebody like that? I'm really good at playing as Link for some reason. That's my favorite character as well. I don't even play Zelda. I'm just good with him in Smash Bros. Yeah. Hey, look, we're the same. We're the same here, man. I found a secret glitch in Smash Bros. Ultimate uh-huh. in version point one, where I could um, get every character in under 24 hours. How in the world did you do that? Now, a secret with one with 0.1 that they patched out in 0.2 mm-hmm. was that if you turned off your console and closed the game and then opened it, you would instantly get an encounter after a battle. So I just exploited this process forever, and then I got, like, every character. <laughs> Sounds like you need to be a video game designer when you grow up, man. That's what or I want to be. You want to be that when you grow up? Mm-hmm. So that goes right into this. Ne- Man, you're so, you're so good at segueing into next questions. Yes. What, what's your main goal in life right now at this moment? My main goal is to not really let CP block me into the way of being, a good, like of being um, an icon in my passion. I don't like, I'm not letting that stop me. I want to be a famous YouTuber. I want to be a game designer. The second I picked up a controller... And as soon as I push your button, like I knew this was what I wanted to do. So, Miss Dana, I'm curious. Did you encourage him playing video games to like increase uh, motor skill? Because I know when I was younger, my parents, you know, they they put me on the Nintendo 64 for that exact reason. Did you do the same thing? No. So, I mean, I totally encouraged it indirectly. When Levi was two, I was a single mom. And we needed a DVD player so he could watch like little kid movies. So I was cheap and I went to GameStop and I was like, oh, if we get an Xbox, it's like way cheaper than some fancy DVD player. And then he can like play video games because he's a boy and we can watch movies. Mm. So Levi had an SDR surgery when he was turned two. And then I got an iPad to like take to the hospital. Mm-hmm. And that's where it like all started. It was game over. <laughs> he loved playing video games. And I just saw that like it was something easy for him to do without having to worry about balance and, you know, all this coordination. Like he could just sit there and play. But yeah, I mean, I guess it did help with his OT as well. Like hand-eye coordination. Let me tell you. To beat the final boss of um, Pokemon Sword, you got to have some real deception skills on what you're about to do. I don't think, you know, parents or, or, or even kids, they don't realize that the benefits that, you know, certain certain motions, especially with a controller in your hand, because you, it forces a person to work on their fine motor skills. It forces them to learn how to move their fingers separately rather than, you know, just like how how you are if like really stiff or you have very little uh spasticity um whether it's in your legs or in your hands or arms or whatnot so i think you know there's a lot of benefits to video games there's um a lot of medical things that um go unnoticed and i think with levi being as as good as he is at video games you know he can only get better my mom doesn't like video games yeah i can't stand video games but i i don't know it's like you can't make your child be what you want him to be. Like they are what they are. So once he started getting this like huge gratification from playing video games, like I just 
try to continue encouraging it and let them get a new system or let them get the new games. Because for me, I just see like, oh, he has to work so hard to do just anything. So if this is something that brings him joy, like I want to fuel that. I want to, you know, help him enjoy his passion as much as yeah. I can. My new video game experience, which is still just absolutely insane, is the world of VR. You like VR? VR is like mixing physical therapy with video games. You get VR. <laughs> Do they use VR in his physical therapy? No, but I wish they did. But you use Tomoka. Tell them about that. Tomoka is like VR mixed with AR. That's like their child. <laughs> so his therapist, um, she did a therapy for a while that was done like on the computer and there was two balls that he would hold and like you had to do all kinds of range of motion, standing, sitting, but he would play different games mm. and he loved it. Like that was easy going therapy, but he was working on so much while he was playing. You know what are my biggest issues with video games right now in the modern console world? The deadly Nintendo Switch glitch, which has caught on to me since I play my Switch a lot. Joy-Con drift. <laughs> oh my god, Joy-Con drift. What is that? So Joy-Con drift, I'm just going to tell you like the case of it I have. I can let my stick be still, and, like completely still. It'll input a direction. It'll just motion without you even touching it? Yep. What if you like weared out the joystick? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And then the hmm. components inside the joystick just get messed up, and it's, it's unfixable, so. So it's kind of like the, the ring of death on an Xbox, huh? Yeah, but except it doesn't kill your console. It just makes it less playable. <laughs> it just makes mom have to buy another. Spend more money. Day. I got you. Levi, I got a question for you, man. If somebody was to tell you, if you could change one thing about your CP, what would you change? I would change the like the fact that it's so challenging i would lower that a bit and lower the bar but you would still keep it i would still keep it i don't want to see cp as a disadvantage i want to see cp as a difference to me i think us having cp and, and have been through the things that we've been through um it provides character it builds a lot of character within ourselves exactly um, yeah, exactly. It, it provides it great perspective. It's who we are as a human. I mean, it's like, it's a, once, as I said, it's a difference. It's something that makes us a unique character. So do you think you would, you think that the fact that you have CP, it makes you appreciate the things that you're able to do a little more than somebody that doesn't have CP? Yeah, like one time I'll say to someone like, I just learned how to do whatever, and they're like, Yay! When I tell one of my friends, I'm like, that was under exciting. <laughs> it's like something that they've been doing forever. Yeah. So you so feel they like don't. they kind of took it for granted. Yeah, but I'm like, listen, man, I've been able to do this till now. So I'm proud of myself. <laughs> it's always good to motivate yourself, man. It's always good to keep yourself on, you know, the most positive outlook that you can have. But it's also very important for you to say, even though I'm doing good now, I can do better with each and every day that you're given, right? Right. So, Miss Dana, what do you think the most important thing is to look forward to in Levi's future? Oh, man. Levi's going to do big things, man. I know it. He's so smart. I just can't wait to see, like, the adult that he's going to be. I'm excited to see you know, things he's going to achieve outside of just like physical, like, I just want to see like him as an adult. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. I, got I don't you. know. I want to see him like living on his own and like having his own career. Oh, it makes me just like so excited to even think about it. Cause I know he's going to be probably a better adult than I ever could have been. And isn't that oh, what you strive for as parents, though, to raise your kids better than what you were at their age and even growing 100%, up, right? 100%. 100%. So you know what that means, Levi? That means you got to start your own business, man. <laughs> <laughs> Back on the topic of video games, I actually did get red ringed once. You know oh, this podcast tough. is about CP and not video games? I, I, I get stuck <laughs> on a topic, okay? <laughs> 
can I say like um, what I would change? So Levi also has um, another disability that's called sensory processing disorder. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but if I could change anything, like I'm okay with the CP, like the physical disability. Oh, 100%, I would get rid of uh, sensory processing. Me too, like the mental disability is a lot more straining. So with Levi's sensory, like it's kind of hard for him to control his emotions. Mm -hmm. And as a mom, that is so stressful at times. Like he, you know, sometimes he just breaks down into tears or he laughs like so hard that he can't stop laughing and be serious. Those kind of things are stressful to me. Like I don't want to say that I would change my child, but the mental is a lot harder than the physical. So I just, I feel for parents that their children have mental disabilities because it's, oh, it's every day is literally a challenge. Like I, sometimes I never know how he's going to react to something, but yeah, so the mental, it's just, it's, it's hard. Like there's many times that I wish I could change that aspect. So, but even though, you know, and, and with that question, it's kind of a what if type deal. Do you feel like if you were really given the opportunity to do things different throughout his life and throughout your life, would you actually like change it? Or would you just say, you know, I'm good where I'm at? No, if some magical fairy came down right now and said, you can change one thing about your son, I would say, take the sensory processing disorder away. Like, please. Like the CP is good, man. Like I'm, I'm okay with that. The physical disability it's it's levi to me it's there's nothing i would change about it like sensory processing man that's like a nightmare inside of a nightmare well you know what man i have to tell you you're one of the strongest people i know and i say that with all sincerity you know to be able to do what you do on a daily basis and you as well miss dana y'all just y'all amaze me because you know there's a lot of people that don't have cp and don't have a child with special needs that are feel like they're struggling through each day until they see somebody that is genuinely you know, pushing to be what they call normal in society, you know, being the fact that you are who you are, Levi, and, and you're able to do what you do on a daily basis is, is crazy to me. And you just got to keep pushing. Just keep being you, dude. I wouldn't change anything about you. I don't think there's like anything that we haven't attempted to do or tried to do because of CP. Like we pretty much, I mean, anything you want to do, we find a way to do it. I think that typical people take the term normal or typical for granted mm -hmm. you think normal should be described in more more ways than one like it's like you take being fine you take not having any disability or any crazy thing like granted but when you're in my shoes you really realize you shouldn't take that for granted makes you appreciate yeah. a lot of things that's like what i was saying about before i had you i there was never a morning that I woke up and was like, man, I'm glad I can walk or I'm glad I can put my pants on or make my breakfast. Yeah. But now that I have Levi, uh, I probably think a hundred times a day how thankful I am that I can do things. I don't know. It really opens your perspective. And I think a lot of typical or normal people, they don't really have, that part in their life where they really fully get it. Like, I don't think that there's many typical people that wake up and pray to God, like, thank you for letting me walk or thank mm. you for letting me be able to run. But I think for us, and you know, I'm sure you can attest to that too, Drake. Like you think about that. Yeah. A for lot. Sure. I think the fact that we're faced with it from the very moment that we wake up, it makes, it forces you to think about it. It forces you to be grateful for the small things that we're able to do. And the fact that we're able to grow on a daily basis, you can't even, I can't even put it into words, to be honest, because I don't know how. I think the main thing for me though, personally, the fact that I do have a mild case and I can say that I'm blessed to be able to say that, that I'm able to function at a very high rate. You know, I, I'm able to have a job. I'm, I just signed up for my second two years of college actually for me to be able to go through college and plan for a career and basically whatever I want to do you know and I can do that despite having my CP you know it just motivates me to do more and for you Levi that you know the fact that you have goals and aspirations set as high as you do 
I have no doubt in my mind, if you just keep working and keep doing what you're doing, you'll get to where you want to be in life. I'm not a, I'm not your parent telling you that I'm just a friend. So all I can say is just keep being you, man. I think for me also, uh, it makes me appreciate the time that I spend with the people that I have around me and the support group that I have. It, um, the fact that my sisters and my family, my mom and my dad were so you know supportive of me, obviously, um, not even just the fact that I have CP, but I'm adopted as well. And, and, you know, it's just crazy to think that they were willing to sacrifice that much for me. And uh, I would definitely do the same if I was in their shoes. And I know you would for him and he would for you. So you just kind of got to keep your support group close to you. You got to appreciate everybody in your life and the time that you spend on earth, man. You know, Drake, the very first time we ever spoke to you, you said something to Levi that I have brought up so many times since then. He said something to you about therapy and you said something along the lines of like, you know, nobody really likes going to therapy, but you have to go and you have to do it. And you told him like, the more you do now, the less you'll be able to do when you're older. Yeah. So I cannot tell you how many times that he's been like, Oh, I don't want to go to therapy today. And I'm always (laughs) like, do you remember what Drake told you? Like, He's an adult with CP and he told you that if you don't put the work in and then he'll be yeah, like, you'll feel the repercussions Uh-oh. later. He's like, okay, I remember. Trust so, like, me, Levi. Kudos to you, Drake, from one adult to a parent. Like, thank you for saying that. Mm. Hasn't that helped you a lot before? Yes. <laughs> it warms my heart. The fact that I can motivate you, man, for sure. Cause you motivate me on a daily basis. And that's no lie. Like I, I've thought about you a lot recently because I've had days and I've had nights where I'm just constantly hurting and I'm just like, okay, you know, if I'm hurting now, I know Levi's hurting. So I just got to, you know, push myself through it. And if, you know, if you sit there and say, I can get through the sucky days then dang it, I can too. So just like I motivate you, dude, you motivate me and we just got to keep being ourselves and and don't let our CP hold us back. You know, something um, that I use as a motivation, most people with CP look at CP as something that changes them fully. My goal is to try and be as a normal boy as I can. Because, I mean, hey, I mean, everyone has had CPS experience. Question after question after question. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's something you experience. And I don't like to, like, on a normal daily basis, I don't like to just think about that all day. You don't like to dwell on it. When you think about the same thing for 30 minutes straight, no matter what it is, you're going to get bored of it. I mean, that's that's just human. You can all of us agree on that. <laughs> yeah, I see yeah. what you're saying, man. My main advice to you today would be to not dwell on your pain. And I know that sounds, you know, so generic and all, but I think if we can sit both both of us cuz I have to I have to do what I preach as well, but if I if we can sit here and say acknowledge our pain, admit that it's there, and then think to ourselves, what can we do to get rid of this? and then keep it away from us in the long term, right? For you, that's your therapy right now. Um, I'm actually going through my own, I guess you could say therapy as well at home. I do my stretches and my TENS unit and all that good stuff. So I think the main thing to remember from today is to, you know, not ignore your pain because that's foolish in my opinion, but to acknowledge your pain, sit there and say, okay, I feel you. I see that you're right there. But at the same time, you're not going to be here forever. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get rid of you. Like, one thing with living in CP is that a lot of people don't recognize this. But just because we have CP doesn't mean we're people. We're people. We're like, humans. Like, doesn't mean you're, like, so, so different. Yeah, I mean, we're humans. Just like everyone that yep. will be listening to this, we're human. For me, when... Levi was getting older and he was starting to question it. And I think all parents of special needs kids, like there's a moment where you decide, you know, am I going to tell my child, like, and I don't mean to downgrade any parent that's went this route, Mm -hmm. but there's two routes. Like you either go, you know, you're special and yada, yada, or Mm -hmm. yeah, you are different. And for me, like I chose to just hit it straight on, like, I mean, as soon as he started questioning it, I was like, yes, you, you are very different from the other kids. Like you have a disability and life is going to be harder for you than your friends. 
And for me, I'm really glad that I did that. I feel like I've instilled a lot in him. And now, you know, as he's getting older and his friends are, you know, running around the playground, like, I feel like, I mean, I'm sure you still think about it, but I'm sure that you don't just sit there and dwell on it because you, you already know that you're different, right? I was scared to like tell him, you know, you're, you're perfect and everything is fine because I felt like at the age he is now, he'd be like, my mom said I can do anything. I've never told Levi like, oh, you can do anything you want, period. I've always said you can do anything you want if you work for it and if mm. you try and if you find a way that works for you. Right. Within so I don't yourself. Know. Yeah. So I just, I've never sugarcoated the disability. Like we fully accept it. We use the word disability. We use the word handicap and it's not like this big issue. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not like, Oh, I think that's important though. Out in public and says, Oh, are you handicapped? Like I would wouldn't want him to respond like, no, I'm, I'm able body. Like, we mm. live in a society where you have to kind of know what's going on. You you just got to be self-aware. Yeah. And, and so I don't know. Kudos to me, I guess. I like the route that I chose. I like being open with my son. I see that. And, and like I just told him, you got to be able to acknowledge it, man. And I think if you would have went that route of, oh, man, you know, there's nothing really wrong with you. You're just special, you know. And I get why parents, most parents do that. And, and I get at the age that they do it at, right? But for him being how he is now, he is very self-aware. And to understand that what he has on the level that he does, to understand his 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 mental disability, like I didn't even know what it was. And he 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 could explain it to me perfectly. So like not only are you are you raising somebody that you know is able to live within himself, but he can live past his means as well. Um and that's not I'm not saying that as in physically like like you know he'll be able to change everything, but nobody can control his mind like that. Like he knows himself more than somebody else does. Right. So, you know, kudos to you, bro, because you know, you're able to be you and not let your disability control you, not let the society control you. And that's a really important lesson that most grown people don't understand. So for you to do that at nine, nine years old is, is crazy. A common statement slash question that I get a lot is, geez, man, your life is hard sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I've accepted that. <laughs> yeah, it is. And, like, I feel like it's okay for you to tell a typical person, like, yes, my life is harder than yours. Right. Period. It is. So, so Levi, I'm going to flip the mic over to you for a second. Do you have any questions for me that you'd like for me to answer when it comes to being an adult with CP? Does CP really ever, like, this is hard to explain. Does CP, like, like, get slightly better as you get older i think for me uh speaking on a personal basis with the case that i do have it was tough for me like right after my operation and you know when i was like seven or eight close to your age right then and there um but like i told you the other day or whenever we last talked you know your therapy is so important it, it is i cannot drive home to you how important your therapy is and I'm kind of sound like a hypocrite because I don't always do my therapy. Shame on me, right? Um, but I don't no want you to make. No one always does homework because usually, because sometimes you just forget to do your homework. I mean, we're thank we're you here. exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> but with that being said, man, I think CP is only as painful as you let it be, right? Now, obviously, the things that you feel you can't change that, but your perspective on it you can control. Um, I think for me. The, the muscle spasms that I deal with, the, the arthritis that I deal with at this age and whatnot, I try to just say, okay, it's going to go away at some point and I'll be able to, you know, go back to normal quote quotations around that word. But, um, yeah, for real. Quotes. Right. Yeah. So I think the most important thing that you can pull away from this answer would be don't let the pain consume you and, and just like, like I said earlier, just acknowledge it and move past it. That's all you got to do, man. You know something I just realized? What's that? I've been doing a lot of visual, like, things with mm -hmm. my body, but no one can see that since this is going to be a podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh you've been moving. Hey, look, that's okay. I do it, too. I talk with my hands a lot, too. Drake, can I ask um, you as an adult a question? Yeah. Okay, I want to ask, like, 
two real, real questions. Okay. <laughs> right, we're flipping the scripts on you, man. Go ahead. <laughs> so for me as a parent, for me as a parent, I just want to know, and it's totally fine, Levi, sitting here. Like, I want a real answer. Okay. Did you ever have an experience in school, like, with bullies that really stuck? Like, did anyone ever really pick on you to a point that it, like, brought you down? You know what I'm saying? Like, where you went home and you sat in your room and you were just sad. Uh, I've had a couple of those. I had one when I was, you know, going to be going into freshman year. And I was trying to go into the baseball team, right? I, I love baseball, man. That's that's like my passion. Um, so oh, the, I love baseball. There you go. That's that's the way to do it. Go Cardinals. But anyway, I think whenever I was trying to go out for the baseball team and, and I was trying to play summer ball, and you know what's funny? It didn't even come from another student. It came from a coach. And I'm not going to say his name because we're not going to put that out there. But it came from a coach. And, you know, he kind of just – he didn't flat out come and say, hey, you can't do this because, you know, you're <laughs> – disabled or whatnot but me being the person that I am and the open book that I am I told him before we started I was like hey you know I have CP I don't want you to you know treat me any different all that good stuff but um I think he he didn't let me recognize my full potential and it hurt me because after baseball practice I would come home and I'd practice some more the fact that I put in that much work into a sport that I really loved and and I wanted to you know be the best at it I could be and to have the person that controlled that destiny for me tell me that I can't do it. it. It hurt. And I just, I was just like, you know, why, why are you holding me back whenever you can't even see what I go through? You just automatically assume I can't do something because of what I've told you I had. Right. I think that was one of them. Did you come home and like talk to your family about it or did you just hold it I, in? I kind of let it boil over, which is a mistake, by the way, Levi, I'm telling you right now, if something happens, and somebody is is trying to get to you, man. Don't let it fester within your brain, man. Tell tell somebody about it. I don't care what they say. You know, tell your mom, hey, somebody said this to me. This made me feel uncomfortable. She'll help you get through it. I promise you. Um, but for me, I didn't know that. I let it fester over. And then whenever we had that sit down into the season meeting, he basically told me, hey, we like you here, but we don't need you here type stuff. And that just, that broke my heart, man. And And oh. I finally just told my told my dad I was like hey you know this is what he said and, and blah 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 and I, you know it's just uh it was a big oh old God. thing for me at the time so but yeah I told right. somebody eventually okay my second real real question that I've like am dying to know from a male adult I want to uh -huh. say wait you want to say something before I ask my second question yes okay I do um you know something that a lot of people don't want to think about when the topic of CP to a typical person comes up what's that that we don't have a choice to have CP. We did not, we did not get a menu that said, you want to have CP, yes or no. <laughs> we were born with that. We were born with CP. We were born with CP. It's very and true. And we couldn't help that. Right, it was yeah. Like, someone asks you a question and two answers are yes and yes. You have to say yes. <laughs> That's true. Hey. That's crazy that he can understand this at this age, man. That just blows my mind. That is insane. Good okay, on you, man. question. And this is like even more real than the bullying, but I'm telling you, I've always wanted to ask, and you're the only male adult with CP I've ever gotten the pleasure of speaking with. So what's it like with girls, man? I like, knew you were going to ask me that. I had a feeling. Had <laughs> girlfriends? Did you go to school dances? So our parties. Awkward? I'll give you a couple like, examples. I'll give you a couple examples. First with the prom. Probably, like gross girls. With, with <laughs> I mean, I have, I have a girlfriend in school, so. Oh, yeah. I'm putting that out. I'm putting that out. Oh, snap. Breaking <laughs> news here, y'all. Um, <laughs> so I think I'll give you for a couple examples. First with the prom stuff and the, and the dance school dances. One of the instances that I had, I kind of had a female that I was, you know, crushing on or whatnot at the time. It was an eighth grade formal. And, you know, almost all of my classmates knew what I had because I don't hide it. And I'm not too like, oh, you know, I'm perfectly fine type stuff, right? Because my parents took the same route you did. They let me know what I had. They they let me acknowledge it and accept it and run with it, right? So at the um, beginning of every school year, I will literally stand in the front of the class and explain to everyone what I have. Smart man. 
anyway, um, at that dance, I went and asked that girl, I was like, Hey, you know, you want to go dance? And, and, you know, for a man, a man in general, it takes a lot to build up the courage to go up to that girl and be like, Hey, right. you want to dance? Right. And, um, I think it was, I think it was mostly out of, uh, like sympathy and whatnot. Um, because back in, back in when I was in eighth grade, I wasn't really smooth with the girls. So it was kind of like, nah. And, um, you know, she said, yeah, but, and then it was just really awkward and come to find out it was only because she felt bad for me or whatnot. I don't even know if it was just because of the CP, but I'm sure it had to play a part. Um, so yeah, that was one instance. And then an instance with the, with a, a girlfriend of mine, I've never had, so a girl- had girlfriends. Yes. I've, I've had, a, I've had a couple girlfriends here weird? and there. I'm sorry. It's like <laughs> the biggest fear. For no, me. you're good. Yeah, you're know um, talking to the world right now, right? Yeah, 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 I know where I'm talking. I know who I'm talking to. I think with the girlfriend situation, I've never had a girl tell me uh, I don't want to date you because you have a disability, right? They've never come out flat and said that, and I'm glad they didn't because then I'd have been like, "Well, all right, <laughs> moving on." But um, anyway, <laughs> uh, I had my most recent ex. You know, she had known me. We had known each other for a long time. Like I grew up with her. She knew me from when I was like little, little with my braces and whatnot. And we had an instant. Uh, we were talking one night and she was just like, you know, I always thought it was so weird when I saw you in church with your braces on and whatnot. And I was like, oh, I was like, really? Why? She was like, I just didn't know what it was and, and whatever. So with her being able to say that at that moment in time, you know, because we were dating and, and we were close to each other and we shared a lot and I never knew she felt that way until she said it. And I was just like, huh, like, you know, you don't realize what people want to know about you until they either a come out and say it or you just find out yourself. So I think when Levi does get a girlfriend, because, you know, he will. When he does, I think... Yeah, hey, look, I'm already on progress in fourth grade, so whatever. There you go, dude. <laughs> um, I think whenever he does get into a serious relationship and, um, you know, stuff kind of starts to develop, it's important to lay the groundwork of, hey, you know, this is what I have. There's going to be days where I'm not feeling my best and I'm not feeling great. I don't want to talk or I'm hurting or whatnot. So you can so just eliminate honesty. those awkward questions. Like honesty plays a huge role in your relationships. Yeah, on for both sure. ends. And yeah, the and, yeah, because I feel like if you try to, you know, hide it and disguise it as, oh, I'm just hurting today or whatever, um, and just say it's just one of those days, and then you keep saying, oh, it's just one of those days, you know, they'll start to wonder, like, <laughs> wow, you know, what <laughs> kind of what's going on. So it's better to be an open book than to rip a few pages out and. and keep trying to write a story that's not all the way complete i mean we have it so what is the point of trying to hide it we have it it's part of us as True. humans yeah that's and all you gotta do man thing. once again we're humans um and <laughs> we vocab of the vocab word of the day y'all humans in this world that has had cp i do not care if you want to admit it or not we have used CP to our advantage sometimes. <laughs> hey, oh, you use look. it to your advantage. <laughs> sometimes I'll play the CP card. You know this. Oh, my God. You used to try it. When he was little, he would try it. Like, we would be in line at, like, a fast food restaurant, and people would be like, oh, go to the front of the line. Man, I yanked the back of his shirt. I was like, uh-uh, you stand right here in wow. line. Like, <laughs> wow. Hey, man. Honestly, I don't blame you. I feel like if we go through that pain, you know, we can use it to our advantage every once in a while. Hey, I mean, oh, it's something you uh, have. Just like being critical, it's something you can sometimes use to your advantage. <laughs> hey, look, I, I get that the whole world is hearing this. But once again, I mean, it's true. We use it to our advantage sometimes. I mean, it's no different than like a pretty girl using her looks to her advantage. Right. Everybody right. uses their attributes that are good to help them get through life, mm-hmm. I feel like. And even with your, with your quote unquote negative ones, um, it's also important to try your best to turn them to a positive, right? Like with you and me, we try to use our CP to motivate us to be better than just a normal person. And the fact that we're always going to be automatically, you know, kind of doubted, just kind of looked over because we have CP. Um, it's important to say, I don't care what you think. I'm going to be whatever I want to be in my life. I'm going to do whatever I want to do in my life within myself right so it's just important to know yourself i'm just nodding my head and i'm like wait they can't see me this is (laughs) (laughs) well drake thanks for letting me like 
act like it was my podcast and ask you a question. Hey, man, that was, that was fun, man. It's no problem. For Levi and for you, Miss Dana, if y'all want to go after one another, do y'all have any advice for the audience? Um, my turn? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Take it away. Okay. Um, we're all different in the scheme of the universe, and we all have differences in the way that our body decides to control us. For me and Drake here, it's CP. Even if it's an, a quote-unquote, once again, negative, like CP is some days, you still live with it, and it's part of you, so you got to try and motivate yourself to still go through life like a normal human being. That's good. Hey, hey, look, I couldn't say it better myself, man. Levi, I feel like when people hear our podcast, like, you sound like the 35-year-old, and I sound like <laughs> <laughs> he's a smart man i'll tell you what this day you're gonna go places levi i can already tell what so, about you miss dana my advice for the audience and you know i'm just gonna leave it broad is just just live your life like live your life every day the best that you can disability no disability mom dad sister brother whatever it may be just wake up every day and do it you know what I mean? Just get done what you got to get done. I want to thank you guys for coming on. Y'all have been such a great guest. And Levi, dude, I've said this multiple times, but man, you amaze me. So just keep doing what you do. And we'll definitely keep in touch. I'll, I'll keep up on what you're doing and I'll see how you're treating your girlfriend of yours. By the way, <laughs> you want to drop names, go ahead. Quiet. <laughs> no dropping names. This might be a forever mystery. I'm we may never know. I don't want to because I'm probably going to show this to my class and I don't want to have a million questions. <laughs> oh, man. Look, he's already thinking ahead. That's how smart this man is. Drake, this was awesome. We, I love just trying to share our stories to people. And if we just touch one person. Drake, to you also, the first time I met you, I think, like, yeah, I heard about you before this period. But the first time I actually saw you mm -hmm. was in that little CP day thing where. With Miss Marsh? With Ms. Marsh. Yeah, where some of us, like, kind of all got in the same thing. It was fun. Mm -hmm. From that day when I saw you, you were exactly how you were described to me. And I'm curious as to how that was. I saw you very similar to what I go through. You know, it's funny, man. And me and your mom were talking off off uh, the mic, and and we've been through a lot of the same things. You know, if I can be able to sit here and learn from you, because I know I have a lot I could probably learn from you. I'm you blessed to be able to say way. that. And we're going to like keep on talking. Call oh, yeah. <laughs> no doubt, man. But anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. Um, I wanted to thank you all for coming on the show, taking the time out of your day, taking the time away from your video games and your busy schedule. Thank you all very much. <laughs> I really appreciate this honest and genuine conversation we had. I love all of my listeners. I hope you all have a great day. This has been another episode of The Box Factor with Drake Box.